the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston. I'm here with my co-host, Tony B. Hello. And we're excited. We're excited to be with you tonight, and we're excited that the country's opening back up. And, you know, we just, let's start off in prayer, Tony. Father God, we come to you tonight, and we're just grateful, Father. We're grateful to be able to have a voice to, to try to help to direct people to you so that you can help them, so that you can lift them up. Because as your word says, it's never too late. You're always there waiting for us, Father. You're always there waiting with loving arms. And Father, we just ask for, for a hedge of protection around people right now. Uh, Father, we just ask for safety in our, our city and in our state and in our country. And, Father, we ask as we navigate these difficult times, we ask for wisdom, godly wisdom, for our leaders, Father God, uh, at every level, Father God. Give them wisdom, and and, uh, let's all have uh, some forbearance with each other and and be careful with each other and be gentle and kind with each other as we go through these times and respect each other and and do everything we can to, to stop this invisible enemy. Father God, we just uh, we just thank you for being with us. We we, we thank you for your love, uh, and we just ask that uh, the people that need help out there that they have ears to hear, Father, ears to hear your word, and uh, that you supernaturally touch their minds and let them know that you're there waiting for them in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. So we're here, Tony, to offer a hope, a message of hope and encouragement. Uh, we want people to know that no matter where they've been. Um, no matter where they find themselves tonight, no matter what they've done, that God loves them, has a purpose for them, and uh, is there waiting for them. And that's that's not only for those folks that are that are having problems, but also for their loved ones. You know, because uh, that's that's a lot of the people that addiction just doesn't affect the person that's in bondage. No, no, it, it affects the whole family unit. There is collateral damage. There is a lot of collateral damage, and you know, we get when we get in our addiction. We're not even ourselves anymore, um, and you know we lose sight of what's important. And we, we lose sight of who we really are. We do, and we do things that 
that we never would have done uh, before, and and that. But you know, you can't get trapped in that shame and guilt uh, right. about that because you know God's already forgiven. Listen, none of us are perfect, <laughs> far from it. You mm-hmm. know, and and we all need we all need God's grace, and it's always there for us. So. This show is about hope. This show is about uh, the hope that Jesus Christ offers to the lost and to the brokenhearted, specifically those under the bondage of addiction. We had a great show last week, Tony, and uh, this week we're going to have Tommy Thompson on. Tommy. He's our uh, brother that runs the Open Door Mission, and, you know, God's put it on our hearts that, that... that group is doing incredible work out in the city. They take in the homeless people, men, and, and they transform their lives. We're going to let Tommy tell us all about that. Then we're also going to have a guest uh, who we've had briefly on the program before, a man named Dan Caldwell, who runs Caldwell Counseling Center. And he's going to talk about different pathways to recovery. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, what you and I believe, Tony, is we, we believe in the 12 steps. We believe in secular recovery programs, smart recovery. We believe in whatever helps. Mm-hmm. But what we believe brings people a supernatural, supercharged, uh, born-again experience recovery that's, where they have peace that surpasses all understanding, where they're truly delivered is by a relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, let's get right into it. Uh, you, can take, you can call us tonight at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. You can call if you have a question for Tommy. Um, We're working through the technology here, but if you have a question for Tommy, we'll put him on hold and take your call and then put him back and ask him the question. Tommy, are you with us? I am. And remember also, before we get started, one second, uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live and you want to hear Tommy and us converse, you have to go to 100.7. The word, KKHT. Yeah, you can do that one of three ways. You can go to your old-fashioned radio dial and uh, just go to FM 100.7. You can also go to uh, KKHT.com, and there's a Listen Live button. You just press that, and you can listen on your computer or your your other electronic device. Or you can download the KKHT 100.7, the word app, uh, and, and listen that way. But you can only hear us on Facebook Live if you're not listening that way. Tommy, how are you tonight, my friend? I'm well. How are you guys? Good evening. We are doing we are doing wonderfully, Tommy. We are uh, just blessed to be here, and it's good to talk to you again. How are things over at the mission? Well, we're uh, we're in a way we're trying to get our, ourselves back to um, normal, whatever that is going to look like. Um, we are uh, we're not taking intakes yet, but. Um, we're working toward that. I think probably by the middle of May, we should be in a position where we're uh, provided everything in the city goes uh, goes well. We should be okay to uh, to start that up again. All right, Tommy. For people that don't know, uh, what is what is your ministry about? What does the Open Door Mission do? Right. Well, we're a um, a recovery center uh, for homeless men. That uh, you know are looking for a way to um, and a place to change their lives, and uh, so we're uh, we're located uh, just a couple miles east of uh, Minute Maid Park, and it's a residential program. It's uh, can last at uh, I think about as quickly as you could go through the program. It's about four months, and uh, most uh, it takes uh, seven to eight months to get through it. Very um, uh, intensive, 
um, a lot of studying going on there. And, uh, you know, you basically learn, uh, you unlearn first, and then you start to learn. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, we've had two, for folks that have been listening, we've had two of your graduates on, and it's just been incredible, uh, the transformation in their lives. Because you guys are going to the to guys that, that many of them have, have given up. They've given up hope, and uh, they're homeless. I mean, that's, that's – uh, and, and you're taking them in, and you're putting them through this program, and it's just amazing. Tell us about all the aspects of the program. What all do you do for the men while they're there? So it's um, – you know, what we're really looking to do is to, to take someone who really wants to change his life and – give him an opportunity to look at the, um, all the different aspects of how did he get where he is in the first place. Yes. And, you know, you have to go back to uh, all those uh, issues that you had as a, as a child and uh, not to get into the uh, psychological part of it, is, uh, but it's, you, you really have to. We all have stories, and uh, we tell ourselves these stories and uh, when they we get to the rough part in the in the uh, plot of the whole thing, it's when we really have to um, take a much closer look and break through that barrier that we've been trying to keep in front of us. And um, you know, every time it, it pops up again, we want to go use and uh, we want to put that fire out, want to put that pain out, and instead of going through it and uh, figuring it out, get, get back on track. So we do that through uh, uh, our SMART recovery, uh, which is self-motivation and recovery training is what SMART stands for. It's an evidence-based program. Um, but uh, along with the evidence-based program, we have very, very heavy uh, spiritual part. You know, the way I look at it is that, uh, you know, if we don't have something to get excited about, once we quit our using, uh, we're going to go back to that excitement that we uh, we always relied on. And uh, trying to learn what uh, excitement is, is really is, a, is found in the Bible. It's found in Jesus Christ. And once we get to uh, understand that how exciting it is to learn about Christ and, and understand the Bible, uh, you know, we really don't have much of a chance to... Uh, uh, you know, to make it. You know, what other type of excitement are we going to look for? You know, that's exactly right, Tommy. You know, when when you're out there using and when you're in, under bondage of addiction, you know that that we all start because we like it, you know, mm. and because we think it's fun. And you know, although it, it turns out to be not so much fun because we're just chasing something we can never catch. But people don't realize just how joyful it is to be a sober Christian living for Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the, the, you know, when I raise go to church and I sing to the Lord and I worship him and I study my Bible, I get those same endorphins, uh, that in, in dopamine rush that, that I got before from drinking and using drugs, except I don't have a hangover <laughs> and it's making, it's improving my brain as opposed to destroy, destroying it. So, uh, it's really amazing. Is that the same what you found, Tony? Yeah. I- I mean, uh, you don't know until you know. Yeah. Nothing changes until something changes. Um, To be able to fall into that uh, wonderful feeling and that that, uh, intimate relationship with Christ is something that I never thought was possible. 
And uh, it, it, to this day, to this moment, it's uh, something you have to constantly lean back on because if I, if I let my thinking get a hold of me, it's only a matter of time before I go back to where I was. Yeah, that's right. It's you, it, 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 you got to keep working. But, you know, uh, that that joy is is just something that, that I, I just didn't understand. I, I didn't have any idea about it. And not only comes with that joy, but that peace that surpasses understanding because addiction is just about chaos. So, Tommy, you know, I know your program is holistic. Can you tell describe to us the, the various areas of, of the program, what you're doing in these men's lives? Right. Well, in addition to the uh, smart recovery and the spiritual part of it, uh, we start out with um, uh, academic education. Uh, a lot of our men, uh, you know, dropped off of the uh, uh, public school back at a very early age. You know, we have men that, uh, you know, have, have trouble reading. And, uh, boy, that's one of the areas that we really, I tell them, I say, you're not leaving here until you know how to read. And when they hear that, they just get so excited. They, you know, they said, oh, I could never get there, but, uh, but they do. And then those that uh, are farther along that have high school uh, uh, certificates and uh, diplomas and, and even college, you know, they end up be- becoming tutors for men that, uh, that need the help uh, academically. So uh, it's, uh, GED is uh, high on our list of uh, uh, of uh, certificates to attain, and you can do that in the seven-month program uh, with us. And uh, boy, once once men get that uh, that certificate, there's a, an extreme level of pride that uh, yeah. you know that comes with that. Well, you know that's so, that's so important that achievement, the ability to make progress and to be proud of yourself instead of being down in the dumps from where they've come. That, that, that that is that is really wonderful and uh, something else before I forget Tommy that you just touched on that I think is extraordinary about your about what goes on at the mission is all the guys that what you just said that are helping each other while they're there the guys that do have more of an education and all of your graduates that come back to help because that's a key to recovery is you got to keep giving back oh for sure it's um you know it well it's it's like aa you know once you've gone through this, you have to make, continue to maintain. Otherwise, you know, you, you, you forget what the steps are. You forget uh, what you learned in smart recovery. You forget what you did with, um, with the uh, Jesus saves. Uh, you know, you got to go to church. You got you to come back to the mission. You just got to keep active in this new role that you're living of living a, a life of sobriety. It's a wonderful life. So, um, uh, tell us uh, what else do y'all provide at the program? I know that you provide some medical care, and it's just a. It's it, it, Tommy. Do you know, are you aware of any program that's this comprehensive anywhere in the United States? I'm, I'm not aware of it um, because with the the medical that you're just referring to, uh, you know, men have been neglecting their medical, dental, legal, child support, taxes, all these things that they've. You know, it's it, it, it frustrate them, and uh, as soon as they start thinking, "Oh, I've got to do my taxes, I've got to deal with child support, I've got to, you know, deal with my medical issues," I got a toothache, and um, and and you know, that those are the triggers that just say, "Hey, I can't make this work." So back I go to my old ways, of, to the bottle or to uh, to the drugs. And, what's familiar? Uh, you go back to what's familiar yeah, and to know now. Right. Yeah, right. 
So we want all that to get taken care of. And in the seven months they're there, uh, they can take care of all of that so that when they leave the program, they're not having to face those same frustrations because they've just neglected those for another seven months while they've been with us. We take care of those starting day one with them. We start to identify what their needs are. And um, that's part of our coordinated care aspect of the program. And that's so critical because, you know, when the enemy's got you in under the bondage of addiction, you think there's no way out. And and you just, there's, the obstacles are just too great. You know, there's just no way I can solve all these problems. So you, as Tony just said, you go back to what's familiar and what numbs you out, what, what you know, you, you hide in the bottle. And so being able to comprehensively take care of their lives, I, I, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed with how wonderful your program is, Tommy. So what's the, what are the last couple of steps that you do there? Right. So employment is, uh, and of course, right now we're, we're very concerned about what employment's going to look like. Yeah. Um, uh, many of our men have gone to work at the uh, Marriott Hotel uh, because they they really like the product that we put out, uh, but they're shut down. And so now it's time we need to look for other uh, employers that uh, uh, would be willing to take us. Uh, the, a lot of the grocery stores are hiring uh you know, Walmart, uh, places like that that are that are hiring. But you know, once this city opens up again, uh, we should be going in the right direction. If uh, infrastructure is going to be the the, the method that uh, we go with, uh, as far as the country is concerned, um, you know, a lot of our men can go to work in an infrastructure related type of, of a job. So we're learning as we go, um, and. Just hope that uh, the city opens up and employers start to uh, to hire again and uh, get back to work. I, I think it's going to happen. I, I pray that it will. And and uh, the Marriott's going to reopen. You know, Ricardo, who we interviewed, uh, a graduate of your program last week, has worked there at the Marriott for I don't know what he said three or four years, and has advanced a couple of times, and is. Uh, you know, I've I've heard something from his employer that they just love him, and and uh, your guys come out prepared. Praise the Lord. Um, so, Tommy, I know that from you and I visiting that that uh, y'all are about to start a, a a new program there at at the Open Door Mission. Tell tell me what's going on with that. All right. So so as a matter of fact, uh, you know, last week uh, I signed an agreement with the uh, the Harris Center, which is. Uh, the former MHMRA, um, that uh, they're taking over uh, 28 beds for men that are coming out of those hospitals, the uh, Harris County Psychiatric Hospital, uh, Harris County Psychiatric Hospital, and uh, the Harris Center that uh, need to have uh, further uh, observation on their medication adherence. And um, so, that's just started. Uh, that started this week, and uh, we're very excited to have them. That's really to address the mental health issues. The, the homeless, and you know, going back to who we are, who Open Door Mission is, is we deal with homeless. And um, the homeless are the mentally ill and the addicted. Absolutely. So those are the co-occurring disorders, and uh, we now are uh, getting deeper into uh, dealing with behavioral health as a whole, not just the substance abuse aspect of it. 
How many beds do y'all have there at the mission total? 175. Wow. Mm. And uh, right now you're not taking people in until until these uh, the quarantine is over. Uh, but typically, are you pretty full uh, during your normal operations? Well, it, that's not really. We we always have occupancy, so uh, vacancy. So it's it's here we are to uh, you know looking at that. What's really holding us back right now, and this is a real important thing for the listeners to hear, is that when a man comes into a, uh, the mission, he has to first go to Harris Health, which is on our campus. We have a clinic there that they do the um, they, they do a once over of the man to determine what his medical needs are, and they get a gold card. A gold card is Harris County's form of insurance, and it's a year long. Uh, card that they can get treatment at uh, Bentob, LBJ Hospitals, and and other parts of the Harris County uh, hospital system. So uh, that's a real big plus that we have uh, so that for a year they've got that, and it is renewable. But, um, you know, they're they're not letting anybody come into the clinic right now other than men that they know who are in our program. So that's what's really holding us back right now is for them to lift that uh, that uh, that that ban that they have right now. Do you have any idea when that might be lifted? I, I really don't uh, because they don't know. Uh, they also uh, took nine beds uh, for COVID isolation uh, patients. They haven't used any of our beds, any of those beds that they've uh, they've reserved. But, um, you know, I know that there's still, uh, you know, there's so much closer to what really the need is for uh, hospitalization and, and where this COVID is than we are. So I can promise you that when they feel that uh, they're ready to open up their uh, eligibility at the mission again, that's when COVID is going to be on the real serious decline. Yeah, okay. So you guys had a scare with COVID, but uh, haven't had any problems since then? No, we haven't. We had that one man, and uh, that was uh, back in the middle of March, and he's back with us. He's he's uh, recovered, and he's doing great. And um, But, uh, you know, we were so scared that uh, having one there with all the rest of the men, at that time I think we had 70 about 70 men in the program that and myself included because this man was he prayed me on the campus every day for 10 days while he was you know he had the the covid wow and so here I am I'm shaking hands we're you know we're we're holding hands together as we pray and I didn't get it. So that's that's amazing the lord protected you. Hey, I want to go back for a second cuz uh to the new program you have with the 28 beds with the Harris County psychiatric system because explain to to folks what the problem was when men were getting released from the Harris County psychiatric hospital what what would happen to them and what's right. going to happen to them now yeah so so yeah so it yeah it still happens this way a man goes into it were woman goes into these hospitals and, you know, they're so busy that they give them a quick diagnosis, give them a seven-day supply of medication and a 30-day prescription, 
and they release them. Now, if somebody has to stay for a longer period of time in the hospital, they keep them there. But those that they can quickly diagnose, they give them a, the medication and send them on their way. Well, what happens to that seven-day supply of meds and what happens to that 30-day prescription renewal, refill, and, you know, it doesn't get refilled, and the next thing they know, that same person is back in the emergency room uh, a month or two months later with the same issues. So what we're trying to do is fill the gap, and uh, the gap is, is to retain these people get them out of the hospital that is a much more expensive uh, bed than our bed and have them come to us where their staff, they, they, they have staff, we have staff there from the Harris Center that are, uh, that monitor and observe the medication taking of these men. And so if, if a man can get on medications that don't make him feel terrible and uh, let him know that the reason he feels good because, is because he's taken the medication and that the medications are provided uh, for him, that uh, he can be functional. And this is a brand-new program. Uh, it's not done anywhere else in the country. A research paper is being written uh, right now uh, by a, a woman at the uh, UTMB, and uh, to make this available, the same type of, of, of uh, research available to others. Tommy, y'all are doing the Lord's work. If anybody has a question for Tommy out there, you can call us at 1-800-808-5548. 1-800-808-5548. I want to I want to cover one more area with you, Tommy, and that is how people can help. Because are y'all funded by the government? No government funding. <laughs> I knew the um, answer. <laughs> that might be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, like a good lawyer, I knew the answer to the question before I asked it. But um, yeah, so how are you funded? We're funded by uh, individuals. Fifty uh, percent of our um, our revenue comes from individuals that uh, just uh, know about us and care about us, and. Uh, uh, 20% comes from foundations. Uh, I spend a lot of my time writing grants for foundations. Uh, 15% comes from our board of directors, which is uh, amazing in itself. They Either they're giving or getting. And uh, 8% comes from churches. We're really working to uh, up that number from churches. And uh, 2% from corporations. So um, all in all, it's, um, you know, it's all private funding. And, uh, you know, we, we like it that way. We don't want the government funding. It's uh, way too many uh, uh, strings attached to it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so if somebody's listening out there and they, they wanted to help, how, how could they get a hold of you? How could they, how could they do that? Yeah, the best thing to do is go to our website, which is uh, www.opendoorhouston.org. That's opendoorhouston.org. And uh, in that website, uh, they can be directed to learn more about our programs, uh, learn how to donate, uh, learn about what our other needs are that uh, are not just financial. Um, you know, we have a $2.5 million budget, but uh, we have a big uh, facility that uh, needs to have all kinds of maintenance work done to it. So 
Uh, we always look for companies that are expert in uh, plumbing, electricians, HVAC, things like that, that can uh, help us with their expertise and, um, and, and help us with in-kind donations uh, that way. Give us that website one more time, please, Tommy. www.opendoorhouston.org. And uh, I know you guys have a lunch uh, when we're in normal times that's on the second Thursday of each month. Is that correct? That's correct. And and that's how I uh, I first went to to learn about the open doors. I went to one of the lunches. Somebody invited me, and and I you know you you go and they feed you because you guys uh, the the food that you have is donated, but you got some pretty good cooks there, as I recall. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, we also have open door catering. So come back. We started this lunch with a mission uh, in order to kind of advertise our catering skills. And uh, catering took off as a result of that. And uh, so we said, hey, let's keep on doing lunch with a mission, keep on doing our catering, and uh, all is good. So we eat well. The men gain about 30 pounds the first 30 days they're with us. <laughs> and, um, and, of course, they come in pretty emaciated, so they need to eat. Our food is very nutritious. It's very filling, and, uh, uh, and the men love it. So they're very grateful for uh, for those provisions. Well, it is truly a holistic program. I mean, I, I really encourage people to go to the website, uh, www.opendoorhouston.org, and learn more about it. Uh, you also have uh, programs where men can come in and, and, and tutor other men. To, you talked about the educational aspect. So um, hopefully life will be, get back to normal and, and people can car- start contributing. So when things get back to normal, how would somebody be- become a tutor there, Tommy? Right. So we'll, we'll put that on the website. So if they keep watching the website or call us, uh, you know, we can let them know when uh, tutors will be coming back. We, we, you know, they're, they're men and women that tutor. Okay. And um, it's, uh, you know, we have a lot of women that are on our staff. So it's not just an all-male campus. Uh, women are very, very welcome. Uh, we like uh, school teachers, uh, summertime school teachers, retired school teachers, uh, and we like those that just like to come and give back. And we're only talking about, you know, a couple hours a week uh, or however long, however much they want to uh, dedicate time uh, to this. So. Well, that's what Christ calls us to do, be servants. Tommy, God bless you. God bless the mission. Thank you for the work you're doing in our community. And thank you for joining us uh, this evening. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me. God bless you both. Bye-bye. This is Recovery Radio Houston coming back in a couple of minutes with Dean Caldwell. Stay
Welcome back to uh, Recovery Radio Houston. This is Pastor John Allworth. I'm here with my good friend and my co-host, Tony B. Tony, uh, just amazing listening to the work that uh, that Tommy and, and the good folks over at the Open Door Mission do. It, I mean, it's it's so so easy to listen to coming from where I come from in recovery and uh, being involved in what I get involved in now and seeing guys starting over, mm-hmm. that uh, his program is like the the Uber program for that, it seems. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I'm, most of the time, um, uh, employment and recovery is by word of mouth, by uh, people going to meetings and meeting other people and networking that way. And this guy has a place that takes care of everything, even yeah. your own health and your legal past troubles and all that. It's it's, it's amazing. An amazing. It really, really is. Legal, dental, uh, you name it, they take care of it. And I get, think you asked them this, like nowhere else in the country anybody does this. Not this comprehensively. Wow. Yeah. not this That's co- not government funded anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. the government couldn't do it that well. well so, exactly. Yeah. That's why I told them. It's probably a good thing the government's not involved. In. You know, but what this tells me too, though, is, is that, see, God has put this on Tommy's heart. He was right. a very successful businessman. And he's, you know, given his life to, he was following the Lord then, but, you know, God just kept nudging at him that, because he's in recovery too. We didn't get into that. He's 30 something years sober. And, and God just put it on his heart to, to help people in this way. You know, in in the same way that uh, other people in in recovery, they go back and uh, like that friend of mine we were talking about, who's starting the business, the home renovations, and he's in recovery himself. And he's a younger guy. And, uh, He'll probably be on the show in the next week or two, and he's just doing such amazing work by going back to the place where he went to uh, go to meetings and everything where they house guys, and he takes them out and gives them uh, very competitive wages, buys them lunch every day, and uh, they do great, great, great work, and he started a business that way. We'll have to have him on the show because uh, anybody in recovery is welcome on this show. But here's here's my point Mm -hmm. is that Tommy is working with men who had – you know, something happens in their heart where they want to change and they they want to do better. But these are men; they're homeless. They've given up. Yeah, they're under they're, the bridge. They're under the bridge. <laughs> and and if you're out there, or you know somebody that you that uh, a loved one or a coworker or somebody that you care about, God can. Nothing is impossible for God. Right. He can do it for anybody. Mm-hmm. He can do it for men under the bridge. He can do it for the functioning uh, alcoholic or drug addict that's that's working in a in an office and and just isn't living for God's purpose. He can he, do it for a guy in a corner office on the ninetieth floor. Exactly. You know? He can do it for anybody. And God will put somebody in your path that that can help you if you just keep your eyes open. And that's right. so so wonderful about our God. So we're gonna we're gonna now shift to another way that that. Uh, that God helps people, and that's that there are pr- trained professionals. And uh, I'll let Dan speak for himself, Dan Caldwell, but uh, he's uh, in recovery himself, and he's uh, devoted his professional career. So let's 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 say hello to Dan. Dan, uh, how are you this evening? And I'm great. How are you guys? Good to ha- good to be here. Well, Sorry, I called you Dean earlier. I- well, that's, somebody typed it. My wife sent me a text. Hey, Dean. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got a chuckle out of it. Yeah. Glad you got a sense of humor. Yeah, if that's the worst you call me, I'm probably all right. Amen, brother. Amen. So, uh, Dan, t- to give us a little personal background about you, are you in recovery yourself? I am. About 10 and a half years. Actually getting closer and closer to 11. Um, Amen, so, yeah, that's, uh, 25 years out and, you know, just using dope and drinking and, and chaos. And then, uh, 
you know, found my way into sobriety, and um, here we are. And decided to make it a career, and it's what I was called to do. I feel like God is good. Yeah, that's the purpose, my friend, that God had on your life. And you've got a testimony, and you've got uh, something to tell people because you've been there. So how, how did you get started in in uh, helping people in recovery? So, man, I, uh, you know, I was in and out of the rooms of AA. I had enough desired shift to shingle a roof. Uh, <laughs> and it just, uh, I, I got, I painted houses. I had my own painting company for about nine years. And uh, I had some respiratory issues, and so I was really forced to shut down my business overnight. And here's a story for you. It's, you know, you were talking with Tommy about gold cards. I had a gold card when I shut my business down wow. uh, because I found myself unable to work literally overnight. And, uh, you, you know, I was able to it was either get on welfare or go to college. And I had dropped out of high school in the 10th grade, so I got that GED as well. Um, and I chose to go to college and, and, and it just, uh, it, it was no looking back. It was somebody had opened a Lone Star College book of courses and went right to drug and alcohol counselor. And, and I said, that's what I'm going to do. And I went and took the test. And here we are, you know, to this. I recently graduated with my master's degree from Liberty University. And, um, yeah, man, that's how I got started. Wow, that is amazing. And did you did you work uh, at one of the local uh, rehab places for a while also? I did for just under nine years. I worked at a phenomenal place called Memorial Herman Prevention and Recovery Center, the park, yeah. um, as, as we know it. Um, and I, I was hired on instantly as an intern and then, uh, you know, did the things I needed to do, took my state test and... They hired me as a detox counselor for about three years, and then I worked as an IOP counselor. And then I became a marketer for them for about a year and a half, which really springboarded me into opening my own practice. I was able to meet so many people in the community. All right, let's talk about that a little bit, because some people may not know people that are you know, are lost out there um, and, and don't know what people go through. What is detox? What, what is, how, why does somebody need to detox? So man, there's there's a uh, oh, you know a medical detox is, can be a, a vital part of someone's recovery, and I think you heard Tommy kind of talking about that issue too. Um, you know, there's certain certain drugs and alcohol, benzodiazepines, you know, your Valium, your Xanax, those kinds of things. Those have a potential to put you in a, in a seizure quick, and um, you know the opioids and, and and things may be uncomfortable, and you may wish you know your eyelashes might hurt. For example, but you're you're not going to die from that usually. Um, it's the opioids. I mean, the uh, benzos and the alcohol that really affects every you know every system in our body. And so it's really, if possible, it, it, it's it's very necessary. You know, I have a personal experience with somebody in my family that that was um, hallucinating that had uh, got the flu mm-hmm. and uh, was was an alcoholic and had been an alcoholic for decades. And uh, she she uh, was hallucinating that people were on a roof prepare, uh, repairing it and on an August day in 105 degrees, and that wasn't true. And then she started trying to talk to somebody in a light bulb. She thought they were inside the light bulb. I mean, detox, people don't realize what this is doing to your body. I mean, alcohol detox can be incredible. So it's important that people are in some sort of facility, either because they've got insurance or they can, they've got the means to go into the, the park and do it right or, or, or 
They can do it right through some facility like the Open Door or faith-based facility. There's there's help for everybody out there, no matter what your economic status is, no matter what your situation is. You just got to look for it. You got to want it. And if you want it, it's there. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, I was fortunate, I feel like, to be at the place I was and be trained by some of the best professionals I, I, I can imagine. But there's there's good professionals all over the place, no matter the socioeconomic status. Um, and you're right, there's help out there. And it's, you know, my job is, as a clinician as well is to help people connect with that help. So, so I have resources all over. So you mentioned the word IOP. What does that mean? That's an intensive outpatient. So most treatment centers are set up as a step-down process to where you're, you know, detox residential, meaning you're at the facility 24 hours a day. Then you step down to a what's called PHP or partial hospitalization, as we know it, a day program. And then an intensive outpatient or IOP, which is several hours a day, several, you know, several days a week. Some, some places just do PhD and IOP and, you know, the hours vary, but that's kind of in general how that looks. Well, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that don't feel like they can go into a a center or a a hospital or a a place and they don't want to lose their job, but, but they, they still want to get help and they want to change and, and that's what these other programs are for that are not quite as intense. Now, me personally, I, I believe I don't care what your job is. It's worth it to go into a, a treatment facility uh, for Agreed. for at least 30 days, if not 60 days. Or I, I know one gentleman. 90. Yeah, I know one gentleman that's sober now that, that went in for six months. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I don't care what time it takes because it's worth it. Because when you come out and you've been delivered from drugs and alcohol, your life will change. Dan, we, we, you, you and I visited a little bit this afternoon, and uh, we were talking about, um, and I know you're a man of faith, and, and Tony and I believe uh, that uh, faith-based recovery is, is really the key to uh, having a the peace that surpasses all understanding and, and to having truly the joy that, that God wants for us. But most people start in a secular recovery, and we're all for it. We're all for the twelve steps. We're all for smart recovery. We're all for we're all for AA. We're all for anything that helps. So talk talk to us a little bit about the different pathways to recovery. Oh man, that's a that, that's a great topic. That you know, that's actually my slogan for my counseling practice: is discover your pathway. Because what I found over the years working as a professional and just as as a member of the recovery community personally. You know, so many times we try to fit a, a square peg into a round hole, um, and it just doesn't work. And then, of course, we say, well, they're not ready, or they're not interested, or they're not working, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And sometimes, as Tommy alluded to earlier, there, there's trauma involved, and they can't get to that place. And I would say in most cases, there's trauma involved. some cases, it's chronic pain. There's just a lot of variables, and we're all unique. And, you know, while while 12-step recovery worked for me, gratefully, and I'm a 12-step guy, but it's it's not for everybody, and there needs to be other sources. And, you know, I'll tell you in my my own personal story is, is if you would have come at me with, with hey, Jesus is going to save you, I probably wouldn't be around today, yeah. right? I had to find that through a 12-step program, which fortunately I did, and of course now I'm graduated from a Christian university, but... You know that that was a that was a path I took. You know, um, let me let, had, let me stop you there for a minute because that's uh, that's something yeah. that Tony and I really are are big on is, and a lot of Christians don't understand this. 
is that recovery is a spiritual journey. And you get introduced to the concept of God and a higher power. They get really offended by higher power, and I understand that. But, you you know, you got to walk before you can run. And people... Well, let's also remember, too, that most people that uh, come into secular recovery, they are, are uh, resistant to spiritual recovery because they are turned off by religion. Right. So if the, yeah. uh, the entity, for lack of a better word, the church or whatever, that's going to have a sec, uh, a, uh, a recovery ministry is coming from the angle of religion, well, then good luck getting a lot of people out of AA rooms to go to your ministry. Yeah, I mean, you're just not going <laughs> to... Religion is what pushed them to the bottle probably in the first place. Well, you're just not going to get them out of the bar and out of the yeah. and, and take the needle out of their arm and, and yeah. right into uh, Jesus. Now, some do. I mean, we've seen people instantly delivered, but we've got a ministry, Dan, called called Break Every Chain, and we're, we're I think next Friday is going to be our first get-together again, and hallelujah, I'm anxious to see my brothers and sisters in Christ. And we see ourselves as a bridge between secular recovery and people get get a taste of of a spiritual journey and what God can do for them in their lives. They come in to break every chain or a similar type program, celebrate recovery, and then they transition into the church in a deeper walk with the Lord. And that's that's what we see as our our mission. And so uh, I didn't mean, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but you're the perfect example, man. If if we if somebody had come at you with Jesus saves, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been open to it. But now you you're you're a graduate of Liberty University, praise the Lord, you know? So, um, you know, the, the, the 12 steps is often maligned because, um, you know, I wish, sometimes I do wish it said Jesus, but, but you've got to take baby steps and we've got to get people comfortable and they've got to feel the power of Jesus Christ in their lives. And you can do that working through the 12 steps and that'll well, bring you to the church. People, people have to be shown how accessible Jesus is through the 12 steps. Exactly. You know, yeah. Well, that's right. That's exactly right. And, and you know, it was through my own experiences through that. But if I wasn't able to get sober through that program, I, you know, what I'm spinning my tires. So I had to get sober, which you know, the work they do is just that. It gets me sober. It helps me to see some things a little more clearly. Then I start putting some experiences together. And for me, you know, two and two equal four. And it was it was too much of a coincidence at some point for me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, yeah, that, I, I totally you know. feel that. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. that's well said. I mean, when you're spinning, your head spinning, the enemy's got you under bondage, and, and you can't think clearly. I mean, you, you know, so so you, you've got to get your mind right, and then, you know, or many people do anyway, and then you can accept Jesus. Other people walk right in, and, and the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, they get baptized in the Holy well, Spirit. And a lot of times what happens, de- too, is they're pe- delivered. people, uh, you'll hear it a lot of times in the rooms where people will say, well, AA is my church. And, you know, I get that. I get that, but wouldn't you rather ha- be ushered in by AA to really discover what true church is about? Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah, then, absolutely. then there's a full disclosure of uh, the relationship. Well, and I think what happens so often, and, and I, when I talk to my people that I work with and I come in contact with, I try to bring a re- what I feel like is a realistic perspective and. You know, again, I'm a 12-step guy. I love, I love the program. I, there's nothing like it for the social component in particular, right? But I, I think that if you, if you, in my opinion, if you work that program the way it was intended to work, you, you learn to live outside of those rooms. Oh uh, yeah, and absolutely. Not, not to be trapped inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, and, and that. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You, you go ahead. You Let also me... basically learn well, how to live as a Christian through those 12 steps. Yeah, they are Christian well, principles. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. They are biblical principles. So you, you, you talk about these different pathways in the 12-step program, and Tony and I are, are, are both big advocates of that. That's one. What are some of the other pathways? So, you know, smart recovery is, is a great uh, – I became a smart facilitator. Um, I'm not leading groups yet, but I wanted to learn more about it. I felt I owed my people, and it's very clinical. And it, for example, I have a, a client who said, "I, you know, I've been to some AA meetings that I like them; they're fine, but I want something concrete right now that says when I feel this way, I can do this." And Smart Recovery can help you with that, right? Using REBT and CBT and, and you know uh, some therapy, basically, but it, it really gives you distinct. Things you can do, concrete things that you can do in those minutes, and that's very helpful. Um, you know, church is one. Look, there's there's guys that, that that's what they do. But for me, when I say your pathway to recovery, I'm not talking about a, a, exactly one program necessarily. I'm talking about, as you and I spoke earlier a little bit about, you know, anything that promotes a positive, healthy lifestyle is recovery to me. Um, if that's tr- for me, I like a combination. I like a twelve-step foundation, but I also like go check out Smart Recovery. Go see the therapist, the psychiatrist if needed. It's my responsibility, according to step one, right? In my opinion, to to take care of my mental health because that's how I become powerless and get led back to that drink or drug or or whatnot. So uh, step one to me encompasses all of those things. Working out might be a thing. Yes, um, whatever that is to you. Well, the big book itself, uh, advocates go into professionals, that we need professionals. Absolutely, it does. Well, and you just mentioned a big one for me, and that is exercise. Because for, nah, for, that... for, for, for me, <laughs> exercise, well, you know, you, you, you stop using, and, you, you know, one of the things that happens when you use, I don't care if it's alcohol or, or benzos or opioids or You've got a dopamine rush. You've got your endorphins. And and exercise, along with worship, can both replace those things. Exercise never got my endorphins going anywhere. It gets mine going, brother. It gets (laughs) mine going. So, Although you can't tell it looking at me on Facebook Live. Eating gets my endorphins going. That's a whole different story. Well, you know, they say, you know, I've read a lot about the uh, neuroplasticity and how your brain is changed neuroplasticity, which is there the, you go with those words again. The study of the brain, <laughs> and and they've proven they can see through scans that oh, engaging yeah. in spiritual activities, mm-hmm. praying, worshiping, praise and worship, reading the Bible, engaging in spiritual activities is does the most positive thing for the brains. It affects your neurons the most positive way. If you're engaged mm-hmm. in addiction, you create these neurons that are little stick trees. And if you engage in spiritual activities, they're big, beautiful trees. You know, that's the analogy. And it really improves your brain. That's why, you know, God made us as self-healing organisms. That's Mm -hmm. why, you know, if you take a scan of a brain of a cocaine addict or a meth addict or whatever, you know, when they go into recovery, uh, it's dark. They've lost the light Mm -hmm. in their brain. And and three months, Mm -hmm. six months, a year later, you can see the brain begin to light up again. And in two years, you're almost back to where you were before you used. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a miracle. God's still in the miracle business, folks. Don't believe anything else. So so your approach is like Tommy. I think that's kind of the theme of the day because Tommy's folks use 12 steps. They use celebrate recovery. They use smart recovery. The point is in, in therapy and counseling and everything else, the point is you got to take a holistic approach to recovery. 
So talk to us about that, Dan. Talk talk to us about that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think, you know, again, my path, finding your pathway is just that. It's yours. And, and you know, it may be different from mine or someone else's, but you got to do something. And that, you know, for me, encompasses everything. Mental health, you know, physical health, spiritual health. Um, it really, it does. It, even if you say to me, I'm not spiritual, that's still a, 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 an issue there. There's still a, a, something to address there. And, and so there's always, you know, AA says mind, body, and spirit. Um, you know, and, and in what we know today, too, is environment. It, it plays such a huge role. So, you know, AA said this for since the beginning, people, places, and things. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 a combination of all those. It's not just one. If I stop drinking and using dope, then then I still have to change my behaviors. You know, I, I kind of joke with my people and say, if I'm sober of a car thief, I have a sober car thief. Yeah. I, I have to change those behaviors, and that that that's in all encompassing. Dan, we're running out of time, so I want to give you an opportunity to tell people out there how you can help them. Um, tell us again. You've got a master's degree from from Liberty University. And uh, you've got a, you're a, a licensed professional counselor. What is your certificate? I get those initials confused. So, yeah, I'm not a, li- I have an MA in professional counseling. I'm not an LPC at this time. I'm a, a licensed chemical dependency counselor, clinical supervisor. There you go. Which is a fancy way to say I can work with, I can train new counselors. Um, I'm also a certified clinical trauma professional and a nationally certified intervention professional. Um, and, and, you know, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at caldwellcounselingcenter.net. That's C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L, counselingcenter.net. Um, and I'm happy to just talk with you if there's something I can, that can help you. And, you know, maybe I'm not the right resource, but I sure know a whole lot of people in the city that, that may be helpful, and I'm happy to help. That's wonderful. So caldwellcounselingcenter.net is how people should get a hold of you? Yes, sir. And you are doing, uh, you've been through this uh, quarantine period. You've been uh, counseling people through Zoom or something similar? Yeah, so I use a software platform called Simple Practice. It's HIPAA compliant, and that's how we've been doing it. My target date to get back to -to face-to-face is the 1st of June. But, you know, all that's up in the air. We're going to play it safe. Yes. So, but uh, but you can help folks now. You can you that are interested in getting uh, some therapy and visiting with you and trying to change their life. You can help them through oh, this 100- platform. Yeah, one hundred percent. And we're doing discounted rates, being as it is the Zoom, and you know everybody's concerned about money and, and jobs, and understandable. You know, it's, it's where we're at today. Well, that's one good thing I, f- I found in in the recovery community is that you know. And I can sense this from talking to you, my friend, is your heart's in helping people. That's what we want to do. And, you know, we, we really only begin to help ourselves, in my opinion, when we start helping others. That's when recovery really Absolutely. kicks in, man. That's really good. So thank you for joining us, Dan. We'll have you on again sometime. Appreciate you supporting the program. And uh, and uh, send people our way, too, on on because uh, we can we have a meeting here every Saturday night at, at, at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've got a great therapist that's ready to talk to you anytime. Okay, super, super. God bless you, my friend. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, Tony. What are we down to? What are we? How much time do we have? We got enough time to talk about next week. All right. What are we going to do next week? Well, hopefully, God willing, my uh, my good old buddy William Salters is going to come in here and tell us about his story and tell about tell us about his uh, business. He started to help people in recovery, help renovate homes. 
Wow. And uh, it's a pretty amazing story how far he's come in the last year and a half or so and what God has got him doing and uh, how he's given back to the recovery community and also providing for his family. Well, you know, we'll we'll have to, we may even get uh, our friends uh, over at Breaking Point Construction back on, are we at one? Because yeah. uh, they do the same thing. You <laughs> know, it's amazing. People people with hearts for recovery, they give back. They give yeah. back. So we're, we're going to be uh, online tomorrow night at 6 at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. You can find us on our Facebook page. That's New Covenant Heights. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and uh, I'll be giving a sermon. It's, we'll be praising the Lord and giving a sermon at 6 o'clock. Our church, uh, our home church, is also meeting tomorrow at, at 9 and 11. Our first service. Yeah, amen. It's so, going to be interesting. Last, I wish but, I could be there. But I'll be there a week after. Everybody needs to be safe. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in to Recovery Radio Houston. Everybody have a good time. Uh, safe weekend. Good night.